Sonic States. What's called? That's the sound of me, that's Nick, uh, making a donkey noise, because uh, those of you who have listened to this podcast live yesterday, which was um, really good fun, by the way, thanks for everybody who joined us, will realise it's not the same as the one you listen to. And that is because... My recording got screwed up yesterday. Well, I say got screwed up. It was actually me that screwed it up. Um, because it's a live thing and I've got more windows open with chat and stuff on my little laptop, I did try with a second screen, but when I plug it in, it makes all this awful interference noise and, the, and it affects the audio. Anyway, I'm rambling on excuses. What happened was Skype crashed, and while I was talking to the people who were listening live, uh, trying to get all the uh, participants back again in Skype, I forgot to hit my local record copy, which is why there is nothing left of yesterday. No! So <laughs> I'm really, really sorry to all of you out there who are hoping to sort of hear references to you and your chat online, and I, and I can only apologise. And I can also only apologise to our participants who I couldn't gather the whole team together because, quite frankly, they've got better stuff to do. But two people who haven't, no, that's not true. Two people who <laughs> have been able to to help me out, get me out of a hole, and I really, really appreciate it. It's very much appreciated. Are Mark Tinley and Dave Spears. Uh, Mark Tinley, of course, MySpace. Oh no, it's not Mark Tinley, of course, FunnyMachine.com, your brand new website, which uh, is looking really good. Some nice photos on there and some really good copy. I have to say, oh, thank very you well very written. Much. I thought it was. And um, of course, Mr. Dave Spears from. G4 software. Um, so thank you very much for both helping me out. I really, uh, really appreciate it because uh, I feel like, like I say, like a bit of a donkey, frankly. And it's not over yet. No, I can imagine, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I dread to think what kind of stuff you've got lined up for me. I'm going to be. I'm just going to be nothing but sympathetic because I once deleted an entire Duran Duran song of which there was no backup, and that song no longer exists and will never be heard by anyone ever again. And uh, that was really, really difficult and very, very embarrassing. So I can only imagine that you must be feeling something like that. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to be very kind to you. For that the is a, a little bit like that. There was this moment last night because I realised this while I was recording towards the end and i was just thinking oh no how much have i got how much because I, I did so i was you know i was just trying to figure out how it would actually how i would how it would pan out and what i could say so i thought well i'll just i'll pretend that nothing's happened until the end of this then i'll go home and see what i can see if i can salvage anything out of it and unfortunately i couldn't salvage anything out of it <laughs> so <Not even> the <laughs> end. <laughs> here we are well with the end but it was all it, it's all come in context so it all feels a bit wrong i'll see if i can get some in there but I, i'm really sorry anyway I, enough apologies and um shall we just go straight in with um our first topic which uh, some of you who listened live yesterday might recognize do I buy country life butter because it's British? Do I buy country life because I yearn for the British countryside? Or because it's made only from British milk? No, I buy country life because I think it tastes the best. It's not about Great Britain, it's about Great Butter. Johnny Rotten, John Lydon there, um, in a rather unlikely marriage of um, punk and butter. Um, that was John Lydon, who's doing advert for Country Life Butter, which has just started screening in the UK. And when I saw it, you know, I was kind of like, goodness me. I felt a little bit, um, what's the word? Uh, 
I don't know. Let, I don't. I felt like I should be feeling really sort of outraged and let down by it because it just seems such an unlikely pairing. I don't know. I know, Dave. You've got quite a um, a fond uh, fondness for Johnny Rotten uh, or John Lydon, as uh, depending on how you how you do it. How did it affect you? I was a bit staggered at first. Uh, me and the missus were sat down watching TV late at night, and it came on, and I was just kind of mouth agape, and we sort of looked at each other, and then we went, "Ah, oh, good for you." because <laughs> frankly he is right he is right english country butter does taste nice i'm more of a uh um a clover man myself but there you go dave i, I i'm what i just at this point i just like to say that was absolutely fantastic that was almost word perfect for yesterday as i remember it <laughs> well done yeah, well, I, I write everything that i say down you see <laughs> yes. so. i'm glad the show i'm glad the show notes have some purpose yeah but do, does it so not even a little bit of you thinks no it's wrong because he's like the kind of voice of punk and it's all anti-corporate and establishment and that just feels like it's it's wrong on so many levels, but I don't know. I don't know. He's the voice of an individual. That's what he is, and that's what he's always said. He's always said that, you know, punk was a kind of, not a sham, but it was a craze started by other people and perpetuated by other people. And I've read his book cover to cover. In fact, I read it twice. It was that good. Um, no blacks, no Irish, and no dogs. And I'd thoroughly recommend it because he's just such a character, and he's really smart as well. Like I said, I think it was last week I said, you know, he's probably the person that I'd love to work with, partly because who knows which way it would go. Right. You just think it would be very interesting. He's got a very interesting mind. He's almost like a cartoon character, and he plays that up in this ad for, for sure, doesn't he? I did, I did kind of feel that when he did that I'm a celebrity, get me out of here thing. I thought, oh, you know, he's kind of turned into a caricature of himself. But having read the book and read what, you know, the whole Pistols story, or his story, really, a sort of Irish immigrant in a poor part of London, just kind of had his own ideas from the word go, obviously got involved with the Sex Pistols, was completely belligerent the whole way through, gave everyone a load of grief. But when it came to the, you know, the big lawsuit at the end, whilst most of the band was siding with McLaren, because McLaren's a kind of arch manipulator he's he's not my favourite person, having read this book, and he never was really before. But... Um, Lydon took on, um, uh, what's his name's company? I think it's called Glitterbest. Right. But he took it on, on behalf of everybody else. And when he won, all the royalties were split completely equally. Oh, right. So even though they weren't with him at the beginning, that's very, very decent. Hmm. Uh, one thing he does actually say, there is a quote from him. This is a five million quid campaign that says, people know I only do things that I want to. No, I'm not going to try and do the voice that I want to or that I believe in. And I have to do it my way. Lydon says, I've never done anything like this before. And I never thought I would. But this is country life ad was made for me. and I couldn't resist the opportunity. Or as Slacker said in the comments of uh, ad week, the money given to me was so enormous that I couldn't wait to have my link, my name linked to the golden-coloured chemical compound that the Dairy Crest Corporation <laughs> calls butter. <laughs> Either way, it's sort of okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I suppose, really, you know, I feel like I should be outraged, but I'm of the mind of, you know, we all got to make a living to a degree. Mark, what did you feel about it? Did it? Did you feel disappointed? I didn't have anything to say about this yesterday, did I? And I'm like going, what am I going to say? And I just, I, so I've been researching it frantically while you've been talking, and I've found some fantastic pictures of him in the Daily Mail. And actually, I think after hearing what Dave had to say and looking at these pictures, I'm starting to get it. I mean, in these in these pictures, there's a there's a picture of him with a fag hanging out of his mouth, doing the flies of his pus. Uh, plus fours up and and he just looks absolutely <laughs> mental <laughs> well, i think 
I think I sort of started to understand it, but I did. It did sort of leave me sort of wondering what the hell it was all about, really. When when I first saw it, when you first sent the the uh, the link through, yeah. So yeah. So um, uh, while we're on the subject, any other kind of rather disappointing or inappropriate celebrity endorsements one can think of? Yes. Yes, definitely Bob Dylan and the Victoria's Secret. And I've got this theory, and in fact, I've refined it since yesterday, that I've got this big problem when they had when they started using all the Hendrix music on the Audi adverts and whatnot, and uh, somebody said they used a Led Zepp song on a Chrysler ad. Was that Richard yesterday? No, that was PJ. Ah, okay. So there needs to be a cut-off, and I think music that's older than, say, 10 or 15, maybe 20 years, should not be used because that's somebody's youth and that should be preserved. And that way it means the rest of us who are struggling and trying to get TV <laughs> placements and stuff like that, get a look in. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thought, but the thing is, is it comes round, doesn't it? I mean, it's about a 10 year cyclical thing. Music, you know, the kids are into the, whatever it is that, you know, the, 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 I think the eighties are coming back. It's probably 20 years now, isn't it? The eighties seem to be coming back. I see, I see kids walking down the street in kind of, um, pantalon type, um, shorts and, uh, those kind of, uh, culture club hats hanging around at bus stops at the moment so i don't know if that'll ever work yes and i got an email uh, the other day there is a big big old 80s band reforming uh, that you probably never thought would reform and i'm not going to say who it is but the announcement will be made imminently oh i'm looking forward to that what was that there was a great pun. spando ballet then spandoboli hey oh, oh well we'll we'll, we'll have to keep guessing keep <laughs> guessing keep guessing <laughs> I'm sure there was a really good gag about what tune Ooh, it should fears have been. For fears, maybe. Ah, no, 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 no. no okay. I, oh. I'll give you a clue. If it means nothing to him, why does he go on about it all the time? Oh, hey. oh. wow! You heard it here first, Dave. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll have to actually ruin this recording so that that never goes out either. No, I won't. Uh, for those who are listening, just like to say again, for those who are listening to this thinking, hold on, this isn't how I remember it. This is because basically I cocked out the recording um, and I'm really, really sorry. And we managed uh, very generously. People said that they would come back on. Rich Hilton said he could and PJ said he could. But um, there was only a short window and it just didn't work out. So PJ and Rich, I'm really uh, sorry that uh, you couldn't be with us. And uh, But thank you very much for offering. So you're here with uh, Mark Tinley and Dave Spears and myself trying to cover my sorry ass. <laughs> so uh, yes i've got other things to say about using older music and that is you were saying it's like part of somebody's childhood but that child is now i mean johnny rotten was pretty much a child when he was in the pistols and he's now a 52 year old that's and, true uh the the people who have grown with that so all the other punks are probably all 52 year olds as well i mean i'm 45 i was nearly a punk i suppose and um, I would imagine that butter kind of, you know, appeals to yeah. them. That's a little bit that, of luxury, that dif- isn't that it? Difficult, really? That difficult choice in the supermarket of a Saturday morning is somewhat in, has an extra peak from uh, having been advised which one to buy by Johnny Rotten. Of course. <laughs> I actually went to a fancy dress party, a 70s fancy dress party at the weekend, and I went as a punk. Hey! <laughs> and somebody said to me, what are you, Adam and the Ants? Oh, no! <laughs> I was gutted. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's terrible. And in fact, strangely enough, talking about punks, I got a call today from a chap called Nigel Bennett, who is the guitarist, I think a guitarist, in the Vibrators, who are touring. Hey. And he used to be in the members and was part of the band, you know, uh, with Sounds of the Suburbs. 
He, well, phoned up, he just phoned up. He's looking for a plug board, a, a, a power distribution system for his plug board, which we th- I think we sorted him out. We found him one. But uh, it was just one of those random calls that just came out of the blue. He was a very nice right. chap. Very nice chap. Did he play that bit that went ding, 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 I hope so. I really do hope so. <laughs> that would be brilliant, Excellent. wasn't it? Right, yeah. well... Um, I think I've said this before. I was yeah. in a punk band at my... Uh, I got kind of moved from comprehensive to public uh, private school you know misbehaving and that and uh, i've formed a punk band and uh, the headmaster called me in and he's just oh, i don't think much of this music kind of thing not very impressed blah 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 and it turned out that his son is a bloke called robin egger who was manager of the members <laughs> i think i do remember that before yeah isn't that strange so how many degrees of separation does that make between that's only two isn't it yeah how yeah, weird quite, quite impressive yeah look how up weird. robin egger he's some um, quite an eminent music journalist Brilliant. Okay, well... Can we, um, the, can we do the Duran Duran meets Debbie Harry thing? Yeah, why not? Degrees of separation. Why not? Yeah, Mark, tell us, tell us about it. So, um, uh, one of the Duran fan sites in Norway is run by a chap called Klaus, who I've had lots of dealings with, and he yesterday sent me a track, which is basically something that I recorded with Nick and Warren and Simon originally sang on and then they went on to record the same song with Debbie Harry and what this guy has done is he's got hold of the two different versions and he's put them together so okay what line them up sample accurate I suppose line them up side by side Mm -hmm. uh, probably an acid or something and uh, it's now comes across as being a duet between Simon and Debbie so I think I'm in in a sort of bizarre way, that means that Dave and I have a different path to degrees of separation there, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, Tan- tangential. Tangential, because of course Dave... Tangential Dave, separation, yeah, that'll do. Because you, of course, work with Joanne Duran <laughs> and Dave work with Debbie Harry. Yes. Shall I play a little bit of it? What's it called? Go on. It's called Pop Trash Movie. Okay, and this is Pop Trash Remix, and here it comes. It's, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Because obviously they've got to, there is some phasiness going on, but he's linked it up pretty well. Yeah, I was just listening to all those synths as well and remembering how I made, or well, Nick and I made them kneeling on the floor of Warren's living room with all these pedals everywhere and things plugged into things that should never have been plugged into things. And 
it was actually really good fun making that track it's funny how the memories of things like that come back isn't it because i mean there's, there's certain tracks that i listen to that i just think oh i remember that moment of inspiration and you know the how i made that sound it's yeah it's, it's so uh, ev- evocative i think the word we're looking for isn't it yeah yeah definitely and the other thing we used to do was we used to scour through peter forrest's book looking for synthesizers to inspire us <laughs> and then peter what? forrest has those uh, vintage auctions every so often and we yeah, used the to, like, ones. you know we'd sit there trying to wait to place that last minute bid on all sorts of things like i don't know nick uh bought another krumar and a jupiter four and i mean things that maybe i that would just maybe just you know, a couple of years before my involvement in music technology, and then I hadn't had never seen before. Wow, what a great so job! A and you got paid fight. by the hour for doing this sort of thing. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a result! What a result. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks, Mark, and thank you. Um, sorry, what was his name? Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Um, well, let's we, we'll move swiftly on because we've got to make this kind of a bit of a short one because um, obviously my edit window is uh, Wednesday night and it's now Thursday night and I've got to go to the AGM of my local preschool of which I'm on the board, so I'm not going to have time to do much editing. But it feels like it's flowing very well, and I'd just like to say again, the reason that it's not the same as what you heard live, if you were listening here live, is I cocked up the recording, and Dave and Mark very kindly spared the time to come and cover my sorry ass. Uh, Rich and PJ were also wanted to very much, but uh, it just couldn't work out for them with the time slot we have. So um, thanks for everybody who is involved and tried to be involved. And sorry, 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 once again. Anyway, so the next topic is, uh, obviously, we've just had the AES in San Francisco, and there was a crop of new stuff. Uh, and I guess the first thing I wouldn't mind looking at, um, the first thing is, obviously, the Cakewalk Roland V-Studio, V700, which is this, it, it's a sort of monster hardware uh, software integration of, between Sonar 8, and it's comprised of two, two components, the V700C, which is the controller, which has very much dedicated uh, integration control within Sonar 8, and the V700R, which is the uh, up to 192, 192K 24-bit audio interface that all links together. And it's, uh, it's a real sort of monster. It's going to be pricey for the whole unit, but it just looked like a kind of a very bold and quite an exciting move in terms of sort of door integration and features. And it seemed like Sonar are really pushing, still pushing. You know, they, they haven't sat on their laurels. It doesn't seem like they've stopped introducing features and kind of pushing the boundaries. Anyone get a chance to see that and like the look of it? Yeah, it does look good. I don't know anything about um, Cakehawk other than um, Mr. Hendershot. Um, but that did look quite interesting. I not st- cheap. No, it's not cheap. I mean, I think maybe there'll be spin-offs as a result but i mean the thing that's kind of quite interesting is obviously the controller will do mackie control but it's got all these additional functions and features that you can only really take advantage of if you've got the sonar bundle and that looks it's looking more and more like something i wouldn't mind checking out i know yesterday i sort of went on about how logic felt like it had been left behind and rich obviously pointed out that they have released you know logic pro 8 was a major release this year albeit near the beginning of the year and you get a lot of value for money but it just sort of feels like with this and a couple of other things we'll talk about in a minute it just feels like perhaps it's getting left behind a bit i don't know mark um yeah it looked very interesting um I quite I, I noticed that it had all sorts of video editing controls on that. Yeah, it's got a T bar. Well. 
It's got yeah. a T-bar. The T-bar is really cool because they have this thing called X-ray. So, you know, when you open a load of plugins and they sit in front of the windows and you can't, you know, you have to get them out of the way. The T-bar you can use to sort of fade between bringing them back and sending them away, which is oh, really, really, that's really cool. I mean, and it's, it's gimmicky, but it's actually functionally, operationally a really cool idea. I like Just... gimmicky things at the moment. So. <laughs> Why the hell <laughs> not? Enjoy it. But I don't, th- I think that logic is part of a, uh, sort of a larger suite of software that all seems to get upgraded and updated together. So a lot of their other sort of multimedia production tools, like uh, what's that thing called? Soundtrack Pro. Yeah, and Final Cut. Um, I suppose so, but uh, that that in a way is perhaps holding it back because I'd imagine, you know, the, the people who are developing the audio side and think, oh, we're ready to go. And it's like, no, you've got to wait for us to integrate. It might be kind of frustrating if you're developing on under those circumstances. They're probably yes. very busy making iLogic for the iPhone, actually, thinking yeah. about uh, it. After your request, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but I can't oh, imagine... Talking I... about uh, the chap who was on yesterday, the Delay Lama chap who... Uh, oh, who yes, of course. That was another thing that was... him about um, making uh, Delay Lama for the iPhone, and he said, oh, what a good idea. I'm really excited <laughs> oh, about Oh, yeah. That. Well, the Delay really Lama, excited. the Delay Lama, which is that classic uh, plug-in that uh, basically takes phonetic and vowel sounds and uh, allows you to play them on a MIDI keyboard. It's, it's great animation. Uh, a chat called Audio Nerds. Uh, it's made by Audio Nerds, and Audio Nerd was in the chat room yesterday with the live show, and he, he fessed up and said it was him, and that's what Mark was referring to. I was ju- in fact, I was just playing with uh, Delay Lama for the first time ever because I've just reviewed this little Behringer UMA25S, and that comes bundled on the sort of software uh cd that's a compilation of lots of stuff you can get off the internet and various other bits and i that's i i, I cut that into the video review because i've always wanted to play the delay llama and i finally got it to go Yay! Hey. i think yeah. when we did the thing with the chaosolators as well I, one of us was playing uh, a sort of slightly vocal sound on the pad and it's just perfect on an iphone it would be perfect because having that XY interface to play between the different things. I mean, somebody said in the chat room when we were doing the Chaosolator thing, what's that vocal sound? And um, Yeah, I yeah. think there, there is one on the Chaosolator that sounds very much like that. <laughs> so, yes, um, maybe we will see an iPhone one. It would be nice, wouldn't it? I reckon people, you'd probably sell enough of those. Well, you sell them for a few quid and be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, well, I'll pay whatever I paid for the guitar app I've got for it. No, fine. Okay, and um, one of the other big releases from AES was, of course, Pro Tools 8, which looks like a... This is, again, another thing which is kind of reinforcing my my kind of thought that Logic is feeling a little bit left behind, just in terms of speed of progress, I suppose. Um, Pro Tools 8, of course, is a new release. It's got a brand new GUI. It's got a ton more uh, um, instruments. Uh, it's also got a whole load of new editing features and much more sort of love for the MIDI environment. And it seems like it's really coming of age as a compositional uh, environment and door, which it, it never traditionally was. You know, they've been move- making more and more injuncts into that field. And this feels like a really another major step to kind of make that happen. Uh, Mark, you're a Pro Tools user. I mean, will you be um, rushing for the upgrade? <laughs> no. What were we talking about yesterday? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, the thing that looks really interesting is the elastic pitch function. So ah, yes, I'm, that's right. So I'm interested to find out whether I can do elastic pitch and time stretch at the same time because I've got a piece of music which I need, which is basically our choir singing, and 
from the start to the end of the piece, we basically go flat. So I need to fix it by bringing it back up into pitch at the end. But I don't want to do it suddenly. I want to do it over the course of the whole piece so that it comes back into tune. But the piece is also too long. I need to make it shorter. So I did the two operations individually in SoundForge. And basically, it goes really glassy and odd sounding. And I also tried it in Pro Tools to, to pitch it and... Um, stretch it as separate operations and i think the way that it works the time machine kind of software in these things is it breaks it up into lots of little shards doesn't it and then glues it all back together cross fades them all doesn't it so if I, you do I don't that know twice it just screws it up it messes completely. it up i well i remember because rich was saying that it was possible to do them simultaneously from what he'd seen of the interface didn't he I mean, I'll, yeah, um, just for that single function, I'd go and buy it immediately. I mean, the other thing I suppose I need to find out is whether or not it will work on a Digi002, which is the hardware that I've got for my LE system. Right. We weren't sure whether it was Intel only or not at this point, were we? And, of course, the danger is, you know, you kind of, you know, we've redesigned the GUI. Everybody kind of goes, <gasps> and I think yesterday I was saying, that's the th- you know I don't, I don't just don't get on with the new logic eight. I find it's just nowhere near as fluent, and I I'm I've got a real barrier to to sort of being as fluent and uh, as I was or am in logic seven, and I just can't get past it. Whereas you, on the other hand, uh, Mark said that you I like you, it, you yeah. like it, and you and and Dave, you feel the same way. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the logic eight problem. <clears throat> It's very different now that they've started using all this project stuff. Um, with a band that I work with, they have kind of millions of untitled audio files. Yeah. And they have various sync drives. So, you know, what could be untitled audio one, you know, when the, the other person goes to call that up, it may relate to a completely different song. And that's been a bit of a kind of problem. Uh, what's interesting with the Pro Tools 8 is I've seen a lot of people kind of say that it looks very logic-like. Yeah, well, they've gone for the colour coding and the sort of soft, the softer edges to things, haven't they? On the um, Elastic Audio thing, yep. is this the Isotope licensed stuff? I couldn't say, to be honest. I'm really not uh, not qualified. The last thing I saw with Elastic Audio was the excellent Phil Jackson demo that he gave us at AES New York, which is almost a year ago. Okay, it could be. I mean, if it's any, if it's anything from the Isotope guys, I use that Radius pitch and time stuff loads. Oh yeah, and we've had to do some really ama- I mean, it it's really coped amazingly well with, you know, Optigon stuff, which by you know default is really grungy and horrible. Every other time stretching algorithm or you know uh, has always introduced some kind of horrible artifacts, but actually the Radius stuff has been exemplary. I have to say. Ah, well, you can install that in Logic 8, can't you? You can actually yeah. have that as your preferred algorithm. Can you do pitch and stretch at the same time on that? Yes. Can, can you do you? a pitch envelope over four minutes? Uh, to be honest, I've never had to, so I don't know. I would imagine not, because it's actually an offline process, isn't it? And you'd need something that would work in terms of maybe automation curves, wouldn't you? Would have thought so, yeah. I only need to tell it where, where it's starting and where it's ending. I don't need it to be. I autumn. doubt very much. Is that seems like I doubt it. But you, yeah. you, you might. What might I mean, well the problem with the choir? The problem with the choir is it's sixty men standing singing all. At a, well, I mean, in four groups of ten a ten a bass bass, but all singing at a slightly different pitch and slightly different timing. So, so you've almost, got to find the fundamental. In a very yeah. reverberant room, it almost—it's almost like trying to time stretch and pitch change white noise. 
So yeah. it, it always comes back with artifacts. How's it going to find the fundamental? It, so, it sounds like what you almost need is a very speed, old school style, but being reined in with a time stretch over time. Yeah, the problem is that what I want to do is I want to speed the track up and pitch it down, I think. Right. Which way? Mm. That's, slow, I don't that know. sounds tricky. It's almost like I'm doing the opposite of very speed, but yes, I want it to sort of do that. I know, maybe I do need very speed. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you need to bounce it onto some good old-fashioned half-inch two, two-track. And just turn the knob. Yeah, turn the knob That's and then time-stretch it <laughs> when you've finished. Okay, so at this point, I'd like to thank our sponsors, um, Yamaha Music Production, who've been with us almost since the beginning and continue to be there for us. And I'd like to tell you about the Pocket Track 2G, which is their little diminutive two gigabyte USB sort of micro recorders, like a personal recorder, very small, very compact, got a built-in stereo mic that flips up uh, and enables you to capture the sound as you wish. It's also got a line-in limiter. Um, it does WM. WMA, MP3, it's got an onboard speaker for quick sort of playback reference, and also it means you can use it as dictaphone, so it's good for journalists, it's good for, you know, if you're recording in the field and you just want to check something. And also you can play it back half speed, so you can use it for transcription or learning stuff. It's it's actually a really cool little device. Uh, including the box is the Pocket Track 2G, a USB extension cable, stereo headphones, a leather carrying case, and a stand adapter, which is cool, it means you can put it like on a camera stand. Uh, as well as Cubase AI, you can find this at yamahasynth.com slash product slash pocket track that's pocket track track is spelt t-r-a-k so thanks once again to yamaha for their continued sponsorship anyway the ad's now over i can recommend those guys actually i know i i'm i'm actually really pleased that i can talk about something that i i have personal experience of and i think is really nifty in a in a sponsorship slot so kind of feels like it's a bit more joined up anyway i won't go on about that too much because you know you don't want to overcook it do you is this a really tiny thing yeah it's really teeny and they've just announced a new one which is uh i can't remember what the make of it what the model number is but it's yeah it's teeny it's about if you stick your fingers together and sort of point them in a gun-like style it's about the size of that really small really small (coughs) anyway um any more things from AES? The other thing that's worth mentioning, uh, the, Sapphire, the Focusrite Sapphire Pro 40, which is a new audio interface, which uh, has the it's a FireWire interface, has the Jet PLL, which is uh, presumably a DICE chip, DICE 2 FireWire chip, 8 mic pre's. Um, looks really nice. Looks like it could really, um, you know, be another stage forward for, for Focusrite and a good price. I think it comes in at about 349 UK, 499 us so if they can shift those out the door quick and also the arturia origin is shipping which is a sort of aes announcement um finally i'm sure they must be overjoyed to get that out the door and we're working on getting one for a review so i'm hoping i might have one for a very short period of time they are very much in demand um and i would like to check it out um anybody else see anything from aes that uh, that caught their fancy have you got that's, that tumbleweed sound? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a tumbleweed sound. <laughs> yes, of course, yesterday for these live moments, I, I needed a tumbleweed sample. Maybe what we all need to do is have our own tumbleweed sample, although it could get a bit polyphonically tumbleweedy. So <laughs> nobody has. But um, by that, so really, we've actually kind of covered the ground that I was hoping we would cover, um, you know, over again. We've left out a couple of things. Obviously, Omnisphere we talked about yesterday, which um, I'd really like to have PJ and Rich around because obviously they've got it as well and we can have a bit more of a, an in-depth discussion about it. But Dave, you've got yep. it, so maybe you can have just a, give it a quick mention maybe. 
Uh, yeah, I like it. like it a lot. I've, uh, in fact, I spent most of last night playing around with it. Uh, uh, very cool. But yeah, yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk a- about that a bit more later. So if there's nothing else anyone would like to add, uh, we can actually kind of stop 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 the show right here um i think we got about half an hour and i know it's a little bit um it's a little bit short in terms of length but uh, as if you've been listening um then you'll know why because obviously yesterday's live recording got screwed up and i couldn't use it so we've had to do it again at really short notice and uh, my guests mr dave spear from g4software.com was very kind to uh, come and join me and also mark tinley uh came in and stepped into the breach and uh, gave up some more of his valuable time. PJ and Rich were also uh, really up for it, but it just couldn't work out in the time slot that we had. So I think I've reiterated that point enough times. Um, so I'm, anyway- sure, I'm sure there's going to be one of those people that were in the chat room that has been crazy enough to record the whole thing. Well, it would be and, nice. Um, and we'll be able to send it to you later in the week. So there'll be podcast number 102 and a half yeah 102 and 102a well thanks guys i really appreciate i know um you probably got a lot more things that you need to be getting on with uh, rather than rambling to me so thank you very much mark tinley for joining me today yes you're welcome Uh, funnymachine.com is where you can find where he's at and also dave spears g4software.com thank you very much for joining me too you're very welcome, and I didn't take the mic too You didn't. Much. You gave me a very easy ride. You were and very restrained. You were very you? restrained, so I just... I, I, I left, um, hearing Mark's faux pas, I left all of the discs for an entire show on the tour bus once. I'd stayed to watch Iggy Pop, and I'd said to the stage manager, oh, can you just take these, take my case back to the hotel, you know? And there was loads of other cases on the bus, and of course he'd got back there. I'd had a great time hanging out with Iggy Pop, got a lift back with them on the bus, completely raucous time got back and said to him so have you got my case then and he looked at me and he said what case oh (laughs) ouch so cue motorcycle courier with me on the back back to the promoter's office anyone got a case as luck would have it it was handed in so there was a salvage moment but well uh, unfortunately that hasn't happened to me just yet today but i I can only appreciate the fact that you've uh, you've almost said it verbatim yesterday anyway it's a remarkable remarkable achievement and just like we all deserve a pat on the back apart from me who deserves <laughs> more ridicule i realize and i'm sure i'll get some more next week because uh, hopefully pj and rich will be able to join in and give me a good kicking so anyway that was uh, episode sonic talk 102.8 hey. Hey, yes. Take two. Take two. All right, great. I'm going to play this as well. I'm going to play out on some more of the uh, Klaus, Simon, and Debbie Harry. Oh, yeah, go from the middle then, because the middle eight's absolutely gorgeous. Is this the middle eight coming up? 